with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Hello, friends and fam, welcome back. Cheers to all the queers and the beards. We'll take them all. Bring them through. Here we are, episode 17, where I catch up with Lena, who is just a fucking beautiful human being. We went to college together a little bit before she transferred and ended up playing on a couple different women's teams together too which is rad I don't know I think the only other person I've done that with is Gina Beard I'm sure you all know Gina Beard right who doesn't know Gina Beard but anyway this is not about her um (laughs) this one's about Lina 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 Baltimore native awesome super great utility player has played all over the place every single position we talk about that a bit um how being a rookie happens every time you join a new club and if you haven't joined multiple clubs you wouldn't know that so it's fun it's really fun and she's super candid and happy we giggle a ton i mean i love her lightness I hope you guys get those vibes from her too, but I also want you to know that when she tells you that she loves tackling, she does. She really does. Sweet, 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 sweet woman off the field and badass on it. So there's a lot of good stuff in here. You're going to find out soon. And I just want to highlight how grateful I am that Lena was so open to share like in entirety and in, to- in total detail her coming out story and how the rugby community allowed her to be embrace that part of her identity so here we are celebrating pi- pride month with some more gay stories y'all Woo! <laughs> okay i think that's it thanks for being here shoot me feedback wherever you want to on the gram I love hearing from you, everybody, all y'all. Thank you for it. And have fun. Bye. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. Welcome <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I So more, more UMBC crew, but I think there's something like unique that we've played together on like three a couple teams. Di- yeah three yeah. different teams right yeah that's pretty that's pretty fun that's really fun there's like yeah. very few people that I think cross over into multiple teams like in um and at the like with another person that they played with in college you know what I mean yeah absolutely yeah. especially yeah. Since, yeah I ended up transferring in college so like coming back and having like still teammates from from my my OG days it's nice. yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool it's really cool Okay, so before you tell me how you found UMBC Rugby, uh, what are your pronouns? Uh, I am she, her. I go by she, her. Thank you. Now, how, I know you, you were an athlete um, in high school and like growing up, but what, where was the switch to rugby? 
Um, so I did uh, mostly, I did swimming and uh, crew. So actually mm-hmm. really solo sports. I did some soccer and basketball as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were my big ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually really looked up to my uh, big cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, was about 10 years older than me. Um, and she was just like an inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. And she was this tiny little thing. And I remember her saying like, you know, I play rugby when she went to college and I thought that's so badass. I'm like, that sounds like so much fun. Um, That's so cool. And she like, she just kind of like inspired me and we'll talk about it. And I remember freshman year at UMBC, a floor mate of mine. um, I don't remember her name now because she didn't stick around. (laughs) She and I, she played lacrosse and we both walked out together um, to go try out. And I was just hooked. I was hooked. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you had that older cousin that played collegiate. I think it grew so much in our times of playing. I wonder what it was like back then. Like really small crew. Yeah. And she always kind of was that type. She went against the grain, um, Mm. which is a big reason. But uh, yeah, she played for LaSalle for like, I think, not the whole time, but for about four seasons, I think. Um, Yeah. And then she was also she also did crew. So I followed in her footsteps there as well. So she was a coxswain and crew. Cool. Um, So she had a big mouth on her. (laughs) (laughs) She fit right in with the rugby crowd for sure. (laughs) Oh, I love that. We have a little family legacy in rugby. Mm -hmm. Oh, so great. So what was it about first practice that hooked you? Um, I honestly think seeing how many different types of people kind of came. I remember um, seeing someone's T-shirt that said, this is our sorority. Um, Uh No, you know what it said? It said, my sorority can kick your sorority's ass. Okay, okay. Yeah, then UMBC women's rugby. (laughs) I've been the one wearing it. I I remember seeing that because I was feeling kind of not like, pressured to join a sorority but I wasn't I wasn't a D1 athlete and I was friends with a lot of um like I I ended up being friends with a lot of people on my floor who were D1 athletes mm-hmm. um and I was looking for like a connection like because they would go away on weekends and they would have practice at the same time and I kind of was like it would be nice to join something but I don't know if I'm really a sorority type of person yeah um, and then finding that niche and just seeing like the different types of people and like kind of like everyone just was I don't know, just like gave off a badass like persona on the pitch, even though like some like they were super nice and welcoming. Um, mm-hmm. Once you got on the pitch and like you were kind of like being thrown into practice, it became just very much like, you know, jump in, go for it. And yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> cool, cool. Some intensity. Definitely rugby players know how to work, you Definitely. know, the, know how to turn it on and like be focused and try to try to learn things and bring rookies along. I'm yeah. Oh, what a what an environment to be in it's awesome and I definitely didn't I think I needed a challenge too I think I wanted something that was like definitely like physically challenging but mm-hmm. also just kind of like learning a brand new sport that's completely I mean there's definitely elements of other sports as any rugby player will tell you there's elements sure. but there's nothing like actually learning rugby um it's definitely just uh-uh. sort of like, but in like the best way oh um, yeah so <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's a lot to learn. And especially in those first couple of years, it's like you can't, there's, you can't pick up everything. You just pick up pieces that make you useful wherever position you're playing and then kind of go from there. Right. It's, 
yeah I love that about it honestly there's always stuff to learn and I've heard that too from so many um athletes that were they ran track or played softball or any variety of high school sport that they got almost burnt out on on whatever sport it was particular sport it was by then and really had a renewed sense of energy when they found rugby so definitely cool. that's yeah. what I also think that the individual like I said like I, I was super into crew and that's what I thought I was going to continue doing but mm-hmm. I was absolutely burnt out and I think I missed the connection of having like the fluidity and like the communication with other individuals like I, there's definitely that in crew but I'm a different definitely a different um different take on it like actually being able to speak to each other in a way that it's you know you're passing a ball and you're running like following somebody and there's like a different type of fluidity and like you know variance to it that was exciting Mm -hmm. and you got to you know tackle people which was (laughs) a nice change of pace yeah did you love talk do you love tackling oh my gosh tackling is definitely I have I will say I think I came in as a defensive player and I definitely have stepped away as a defensive player, like through and through all about the tackles. Um, Mm -hmm. It is definitely and I think, you know, there's an art to it now. At first, it was just kind of it was scary, but it was also a a release of some sort. And now it's like an art form. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so true. The more (laughs) you get to know it and you start to like see the angles like you could be drawing out some triangles in front of you while you line Mm -hmm. things up and Mm -hmm. assessing the person's agility and their speed and and like yeah and then their body type too to like how because there's so many ways there's so many different ways that you can tackle a person yep and there's different types of people and like body forms that are out there to like kind of and like and in terms of speed and like how do you want to take them down like what position like what air it's like a whole bunch to it and I've always everything you said yes absolutely. yeah so you're you're a tackle nerd <laughs> I absolutely am a tackle nerd <laughs> I love I that, that title very proudly <laughs> that's awesome well I remember you always being like a badass utility player I mean on those three different teams we played together on you've played like everywhere right mm-hmm. yeah yes I have yeah what was that what was that like I mean you started out in the pack correct I, mm-hmm. I started out second row mm-hmm. um I was a lock uh, and that was with Lance. And I remember one, I, I remember our first game and like having to scrum our first game and not screw anything up. Um, <laughs> and just thinking like, this is like this. I just remember being told you're a powerhouse. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was, I uh, was a jumper. I remember thinking those were two different positions and that was interesting to me. As a and I'm a lock. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to be in the pack and I was definitely with the forwards for, I don't know how long I stayed for the, I think the first half of my first season, I was, I was a lock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which was, it really taught me a whole bunch right off, off the bat of just like what it is to be like a support, but also you're able to like, kind of like detach and go into the, like help the back line out when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like played the role of somewhere in between a flank and a, and a second row for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And did you move out a little bit? Did you move to the flank or did we, did we, did you end up in the back line pretty soon? I don't remember. I went right to the back line. I think we needed, I forgot who some, someone fell off and I had to, um, I went to outside center. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then- Cause you have a lot of speed. I, I do remember that. Like, you can get well, that's up and very go. Nice of you to say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually held up, but yeah. Maybe. Oh no, we're just old now. 
<laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that was definitely that was that was freshman that was freshman year. Um, cool. Really kind of stuck with. I, I fluctuated between lock and and backline actually a lot um, when I went up to. I ended up transferring to University of Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually started this lock there, um, oh, which cool. was kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah. brought me back. <laughs> yeah. What was, what was college rugby like at Vermont? Um, so it was definitely, so Vermont for me, I think just the whole experience of being in a new state, um, and living in a new state. And there was a lot of people there who also, uh, lived, uh, who came from different states and different backgrounds. Whereas at UMBC, as you know, was a little bit more of a, uh, people, came together, knew each other and like kind of, you know, where they definitely bonded um, Mm -hmm. via rugby. But I think UVM, it was like a, for me, I didn't know anything about Burlington. I didn't know anything about Vermont. I didn't know anything about the school. Um, Mm -hmm. And so walking into a rugby team, uh, it was just instantly like, okay, this is my family now. Like, I love um, it. So I was, it was really interesting to be a rookie again. Um, yeah, you're playing for two years because again, that was a new concept for me uh-huh. of um, being like, oh, I I didn't realize I had to do this again. <laughs> you continue doing um, as you jump from team to team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely um, a very warm welcome. Um, Good. And just a nice cozy fall in. Um, so yeah, it was no, that's that's lo- that's lovely because it's always difficult I mean or not always but it can be really difficult because you like grew up in Baltimore and then went to a school in Baltimore right Mm -hmm. yeah and and just stepping out of that physical space that you become so comfortable with but like there's something about women's rugby that pulls us all back in and along um even when we move away so that's so so awesome did um you did Vermont have a a healthy, a healthy, like we, you know, we had so many numbers problems at UMBC uh, on and off and coaching and stuff. What was the program like in Vermont? Um, I think most rugby teams uh, deal with numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or, yeah, whether, well, at least definitely for collegiate for a lot of them. But I, mm-hmm. um, I would say that for the most part, we always had a, a starting a starting 15. Um, mm-hmm. But we definitely had our moments of injuries and, um, you know, different issues going on. Uh, yeah. But we had a really, really dedicated coach, uh, Dougie, um, who he he was definitely there from start to finish with me and years prior and years after. Um, That's amazing. Was, but yeah, he, he was definitely a big, big pillar uh, for our team. Um, That's so awesome. Consistency across the board. Um, okay. So he was, he was great. He was great. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, that's so awesome to have. I mean, I think a coach that's really dedicated to a program can help you float through those inconsistent years. Because, like you said, it's it's just a thing with women's rugby. Um, but it can it can be like part of the foundation of always coming back or building stronger or just making it through. It's a good pillar, like you said, good pillar. Yeah. And I also, I will give some credit to our alumni association too. And, and the people who kind of, um, which I, I definitely try and I, I'd like to be more of a part of it, but, you know, having an, a strong um, history of rugby, of women's rugby and every, and every team that I've touched, um, including UVM. Um, I remember mm-hmm. having our old girls come back 
um, and we partied with them, you know, in college. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome to see people who at the time seemed like they had, you know, like they were probably 30s and 40s, you know, and now we're hitting that point. And, you know, they mm. were still coming back and supporting us and showing that, you know, it's still family to them. Um, oh. We're still family to them. So it was really wonderful. That is awesome. Extended family, the aunties mm. up there. Yep, exactly. Coming exactly. through. <laughs> oh, you have to tell me. You get um Hector, please explain your nickname. <laughs> so um UVM, we have a tradition. I I know that this is shared by a few other teams, um, but you the our vets name the rookies. Um so once you get to be past your uh I think it's your after two seasons, your third season, you are officially a vet, um, and you get to name all of the rookies. So our captain at the time, Scotty, um, my first practice, um, I walked onto the field and I said I was, I could be lifted. Um, Mm. And so they lifted me and I, they brought me down and I didn't realize they were going to like, literally, they, they didn't, I didn't know I either, I wasn't listening or I wasn't told properly. It could have been either, Um, Mm. but they just kind of moved my body um, into the, into the, um, into like a ruck. And I got my foot, my cleat went right up, um, right into her butt and <laughs> it got stuck there. And then she, I ended up getting turned upside down and I kept shoving my foot in and screaming and then stopped realizing that it was my captain's butt. And so pretty much she just said that you're a warrior because as much as you screamed and as much as we didn't stop, you continued to push your foot up my ass and she <laughs> forgot about it. So you're the soldier Hector who always has her foot up my ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't say, I think Lena has always been, has Lynn and Lena have always stuck on the pitch with me, but Hector will forever and ever be UVM nickname. <laughs> yes. I love that. I just, I kind of want to call you Hector now, but you gave, that was a beautiful description. I could see the whole thing happening and just like how, it's so ridiculous the positions we get ourselves into in rugby though like if you weren't ready to be part of that family which you were obviously like that was the moment when you definitely became part of it and I of course walk away from that practice I'm like oh my god I had my foot up my captain's butt and like I just and of course she loved it but you know oh that's so good (laughs) yeah wow that that pretty much stuck with me throughout I feel like there are many many instances that mirror that (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it that's so good that's so good (laughs) so as as you've gone through when you came to women's club you continued to move back and forth between forward pack positions and backline positions too Mm -hmm. um and I, I'm like, I'm so curious how your idea of the game developed and like what, how you saw rugby differently as you like moved around through these different spots. Yeah, I think um, to this day, I will still always say my heart is with, with flank, um, best of, best of mm-hmm. all worlds. Um, mm-hmm. And I talk about tackling. I just, it is like my. It, it feels like I am my truest self there. Um, but I think I am so, I've been so lucky to have uh, coaches who have trusted me and, and, and teammates who have trusted me um, to kind of just like stretch out and see what, what bandwidth I have um, and to see where I can really shine 
um, and help them. Like, you know, it's, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful rugby life. Um, so I, I think that going from originally second row to back line and learning the skill and the technique at the back line that at the time as a newbie, um, I wasn't really seeing the, the field as much as I was in the back line. So being able to see the, the skill and the, the um, tactical part of yeah. plays and how it's all really going out, I think it's so important to see the work that's done in the back line um, and then being put back in the forward and feeling the intensity and the skill that goes there um, and, and the muscle and the, and the girt and like all of that. Um, and then at flank, seeing again, not that you don't see both worlds on either side, but I think flank, it was just being, having that versatility um, kind of in the description of the position um, mm. was just wonderful. Um, yeah. Is wonderful, if I can ever make it back out. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, I'd say, I'd say flank and eight man. Um, but I will say that I think I prefer flank because as much as I'd like to say that I'm the smart, <laughs> I'm, I'm always the smart <laughs> one at eight man. I just love the muscle reaction of flank that kind yeah. of gives you that freedom to just react, um, react. Um, so I definitely, I definitely will say that. But the other position um, that I think was my favorite besides flank was actually uh, fullback, which was a big surprise. Cool. Because um, that definitely talk about reading the field. Um, uh-huh. and being able to make those tackles that, you know, really perfect the art of tackles um, and being able to really kind of see everything from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely value my time back there as well. Yeah, it's so cool. There's so much space back there at fullback. And as you were describing that, I just thought I, you, you had me like visualizing flipping back and forth in the way that um, forward pack, you can really just kind of put your head down and just do so much work and and backline players get to take advantage of it a, a lot of the time, but it's they're they're parts of the whole. You know, it's like if if the forwards weren't sucking people in and making space, then your centers would never be able to find it. Mm-hmm. And and then the flank, I love that like aggressive, instinctual spot you get where you just you you, it's like kill. It's like see the ball like that's <laughs> that's it there's no there's no I can't get in my own way I'm just hunting I'm chasing somebody down yeah 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 absolutely absolutely there's nothing like it I mean I'm getting all antsy right now talking oh I know yeah (laughs) like jittery like yeah Yeah. (laughs) what um what kind of insight did moving around like that give you into your own like physical capabilities I think that it's interesting because I I always, so when I, when I started rugby as an 18 year old, my, if we're talking about physicality and like actual fitness, I I came on again as a, as a, as a crew person. So my body type was, um, a certain type of athlete and to have to change into like kind of performing at a, a various levels and like watching how I've just kind of my body has adjusted to whatever position I'm playing, mm-hmm. um, over the years has been really interesting. Um, as well as just like what I'm, I, I don't think I even realized I was doing it, um, that I was actually tailoring my workouts um, to the position I was in um, until I like actually took note of it and became, you know, kind of took more of a leadership, like role in my own brain and my own body. Um, but it's interesting how like it kind of all mirrored each other. Like my my fitness also corresponded to uh, my mental state, which also corresponded to where I was in school or work. Um, so oh, that's it was so real. 
yeah and how like the you know I, I I think that's why it's besides just the versatility of like being on the pitch it really taught me versatility in life mm -hmm. um whether it's yeah within my own self or within my own job or family or or uh education so yeah yeah that's a really beautiful point how they they all get connected together because we say it I mean we say it all the time right that things are connected but when you really realize it in your own life and the patterns and the cycles that you're in and like use your self-discipline to better yourself a certain way it, it like bleeds out and comes back in it's kind of concentric circles really really Absolutely. beautiful really Absolutely. beautiful thing yeah yeah, yeah I, it's also so cool to think about um training for different positions you know because oh actually like you I started in the pack moved mm -hmm. into the back line and then ended mm -hmm. my career in the pack right and all the way up in the front row which was brutal as a 30 year old but mm -hmm. <laughs> <Been> <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah I was like actually that happened to you too is that, yeah. is that isn't that where you were last playing with Severn River I, it was, yeah, Severn was either, I don't remember if it was proper flank, that it was my mm. actual last. It was, I, I went between those two. So I was at prop for a bit. Um, mm. And I don't remember if it was, I think I was just like, depending on the day, what was needed. It was either prop yeah. or flank. That's so real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. Prop shortages are so real. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I know that the last few years playing rugby, I, I really just would work on like short distance accelerations and a lot, just a lot of strength mm -hmm. um, because it was something that the, I think everybody has a baseline of strength, but when you're, when you're, when you know that that's your main job and that you just need to like kill scrums and right. be able to lift whoever you need to lift in a line out, regardless of how well they jump, like you just need to get them up there. There's, mm -hmm. you just, there's something about rugby that's gonna like that has always motivated me and I think uh, motivates a lot of us just to be the most useful that we can be where we're playing at the time and I, I'll say on the other end of that coin like when I was moving from the forward when I was moving from I, I remember getting surprised um because Rusty moved me from when I was playing for Chesapeake mm -hmm. I had taken a year off and mm -hmm. I'd been flank I'd been a, a, a flank the before I, I took the, the break and I came back and everything was new. It was pretty much a brand new team and a brand new coach. Cause I had had our old coach Jess yeah, um, and she ended up retiring um, with and, like so, most of the team. Right. And a whole <laughs> lot of our girls left. Yeah. Our, 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 our old girls and our players kind of like decided to switch to a different, <laughs> a different, you know, role in their lives. Uh -huh. um, and I came back and yeah, it was pretty much a brand new team. Mm -hmm. and Rusty looked at me and put me at wing and I just remember being like wing I just, I just was like what do you want me to do out here I was shocked I uh -huh. never ever played wing um and about and a few months later um he and I sat down and had a beer together at one of our away matches and I told him that and I was like you know I've actually been enjoying it because when we have a, a good back line that we're playing against I, I get to really like like flex my my uh, defensive muscles and it's, mm -hmm. it and he goes why the hell do you think I put you at wing and I just was like oh like it just clicked and then yeah like oh backline's different like I just it was like this whole thing of like oh I can I can be in the back and I switched then from my mentality of like oops I'm so sorry no you're good <laughs> <laughs> um, we love the puppies <laughs> 
we're getting. I'm sure someone's walking up to our doorstep. Um, so moving from that and then like having to do a whole new, I, I, I just started like being like, okay, let me like see what, instead of just lifting heavy, I started sprinting a whole mm-hmm. lot, like really working on my quick feet and like my reaction and like how my body can like move quickly from one side to the other. And like, it, it was crazy like my dexterity as opposed to just you know my 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 strength mm-hmm. um and it, which is also a strength but a different form yeah um, <laughs> so it completely transformed my mentality on the pitch like in a positive so cool. it was able to mix both and yeah it was great oh that's so cool I mean also just like shout out to Rusty Cross for being a badass coach I think yeah. he's like seen things in all of us that we haven't seen absolutely because uh, he's just like been well, I mean, you did he ever co- were you around when he helped us out at UMBC? I think you were, right? No, I actually well, he had a couple of practices. Um I think that's when my um soft- I ended up leaving the middle of sophomore year, so I think that was around okay. when he came like heavily in to help out. Yeah, you're right. That's that seems right on the timeline. It's hard to remember, but I think yeah. But I I just I think he has such an incredible talent to see people's abilities and put them there but he's like so right you think like oh a wing needs to be fast and catch the ball like you know what's more important a wing that can tackle yep because if the other team gets moving that fast and gets it all the way out into the corner if you don't have a good wing that can tackle you're screwed Mm -hmm. I mean the fullback can clean it up but how much work do you really want your fullback to do all the time right yeah it's really a it's really a relationship between the back three there that's really important so I, I I love I love that he you just had this moment with him you're like oh damn like you're smart okay I can see myself there yeah and it was so because we were like really like starting to like we were bonding over that conversation as you do post game over like <laughs> of course I was I was ready to like you know feed it to him and just be like what were you and he was like yeah I had a plan <laughs> kudos I'll shut up now. Cheers. I see, I see your plan. I don't know everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. it, um, is that what w- was with Chesapeake one of the first times you played fullback too? Uh, yeah, that's my first time playing. I was terrified. Yeah, that was my first time playing fullback. Yeah. Yep. It's very intimidating. It's terrifying, but it's <laughs> once you're in it. But again, like it's like like what you were talking about. It's you see ball and like boom, like that is it's mm. it's. I feel like those it can be brought out in a lot of players if not all but um I think when you have that hunger you know Mm -hmm. when you see tackle 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 then you're just like all right this is for me I get it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can get on board with this yeah especially when you just love tackling it's so yeah it's so invigorating it's such a it's just such a rush you just feel big you feel bigger expansive (laughs) and yeah it's so I love it. Oh, I just want to play rugby now. What are you I doing to me? You. And it does. Oh. It, it gave me a, a huge confidence boost. Again, where it can really like, mm. you know, flood over into so many different areas of your life. I mean, when I was fullback, I was, you know, not sure what I, and not to say that this is all fed with that, but I, I think the confidence that I gained from such a, um, a position I never thought I was going to be put into Mm-hmm. Um, and really like having to like, pr- not prove myself to anyone but me. And mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, let's do this. And it really did like flow over into 
what do you want to do with your life? Like, what are you happy in your job? Are you happy in the position that you're at? Like, you can do more if you want to. Um, so all of those things kind of like coincided. And it was like great timing, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. You're brilliant. Is that just not like life? Um, that's just such a I'm, I'm kind of mind blown thinking about that. <laughs> Because it, it doesn't make sense, like, a logical, rational way, you know, but, like, right. I don't know. Like, spiritually, know, like, yeah, it like, does. Sentimental, <laughs> but I like to, I'll, I will give rugby a lot of that credit. Um, yeah. Sure. That was definitely, like, a time in my life where I, I think I needed a bit of, a bit of that. Like, I just wanted mm. that, I, that extra confidence boost and that push and that, you know, discipline um, that I got from, from being a fullback from coming like mainly a forward player um was wonderful it was wonderful yeah how did it so through the process um how did your professional life change so I was working um as a server bartender at a restaurant in Baltimore um Mm -hmm. and I was also doing part-time in an office job that I absolutely hated um but it gave me a whole lot of time to Mm -hmm. (laughs) to uh, trained for rugby and at the time I was I was a captain so I was able to um, plan different workouts and 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 kind of like put together like wrap my brain around what I was doing with with rugby which really kind of enlightened me to I'm passionate about um, kind of of doing more of a management type of position whether and and honestly mostly like nonprofit work so it kind of like inspired me to say I'm not happy doing what I'm doing Um, So what is going to make you happy? You love doing this. You love working with your team. You love working with, you know, and planning various things. So not only was I um, kind of like flexing my my muscle muscles, my body muscles, but I was able to kind of like figure out again that I was passionate um, around nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit sector. Um, And also personal training. Um, so I kind of hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so I was able to, at the time, um, I decided to go and get my master's, um, in public administration. So I applied to do that, um, which I finished in 2019 pre COVID. Um, and then, (laughs) and then COVID actually gave me the opportunity to get my personal training license. Um, so that's the one good thing that came out of COVID. Um, (laughs) the time to kind of study and actually, you know, hunker down, um, Mm -hmm. and do that. So, but I think at the time it really was just saying like, you know, you can be, you, there are good surprises. So you might as well just try, you know, and and you could be super surprised. Um, yeah, it's you like know. a mirror, like a mirror of risk. It's like, okay, I'm taking this huge risk, I'm taking on this responsibility at fullback, and mm-hmm. and then you realize, like, oh shit, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's like a little confidence boost to take another risk and and give yourself another look at your abilities. It's wow, that's so beautifully nuanced. <laughs> um, and it, being the captain, I mean, rugby's <clears throat> basically being being a leader on the rugby field is like working in a nonprofit. Except you don't get paid, but you're <laughs> you're, you're like you you're working. <laughs> you <get paid laughs> other ways, but <laughs> yeah, you, well, like I guess yes, that's true. Not financially, you definitely get paid in other ways. There's like so many ways that rugby gives back to us from doing things like that. And I've gotta like throw it out, like Chesapeake. I mean that my our team when I was captain, and I I, I you mentioned that Mudge came on and and yeah. Jeff, 
I mean, I remember doing, there were like a core like set of us who would come out for, I would play in like plan up fitness sessions for sevens mm-hmm. um, or do, and like, and I would have other people, if I couldn't make it, like Mudge would take over or something like that. And it was like this wonderful, like, you know, core group of people who were just so dedicated and like, you know, it was inspiring. Those, those people were very, very inspiring um, to be a part of a team with. And so having the, you know, honor of being a captain with them was definitely, and being there like during that time of my life where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, just kind yeah. of them letting me be like, okay, you're doing this. <laughs> like we can look at you to do this. Yeah. It yeah. It, it was some consistency and something that you could really grow and like flourish in Yeah, uh, to help you be confident in other ways. Yeah. Oh, Gosh, that's awesome. Absolutely. That is awesome. So you've been like personal training and you're doing both now, aren't you? And nonprofit work as well. Yeah. So unfortunately my, I did get a position that doesn't like let for as much uh, freedom with the personal training as I was hoping for um, just because I, you know, I moved on, but um, I am training uh, a core group of uh, friends slash family and friends of friends. Um, So I'm still able to kind of like, you know, scratch that itch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, nonprofit management has been um, something that I'm embracing and has been so far going really well. And I actually get to work with kids. Um, and there was awesome. one point there was a conversation being had, which um, it's not out of the works yet, but in terms of how to incorporate rugby um, into the nonprofit uh, world of Baltimore City. Um, Hell yeah. So with young people. Um, so it's going to be. Interesting. There's a lot of things that are, I feel like, um, on the horizon <laughs> here. So yeah, that's great. I mean, that rugby, rugby is community, you know, in and of itself, and it can really just give you more empathy and and allow you to find find friends and and develop yourself as an individual too. So I, I it's so it's so weird that you say that because yesterday I was just like, oh, I wonder if Baltimore has like a youth rugby program. They need that. <laughs> yeah, and you know there's. I, it's been before COVID kind of happened and before, you know, I went to grad school, um, mm-hmm. there was, there's a lot of really inspiring um, and active people in the community, like, you know, Moose from, um, yeah, from seven. He, a- he started a, not, he started a, a league out in the County for, for uh, young people. And so me and jazz were talking to him for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, dropping a bunch of names, but <laughs> we, yeah, were, we were okay. discussing, um, so anyway, there's been a, little, a lot of conversation around like what what the future of young people in rugby looks like cool. throughout Maryland, really, um, which is really exciting because I think there's a stigma attached to it um, that doesn't need to be there. Uh, so. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it starts with the conversation, right? Like you guys got to talk about it, figure out how it's going to work and how to reach people. Oh, that's, so, that's so awesome how these things translate over and like you've really you've really shown me you know you got me thinking about specifically about how they like function and people that I know and and my life as well and how I mean rugby has been also something that has saved me or been a pillar when I really needed one when everything else seemed crazy and out of control and uh it's like preach it's a beautiful thing we all got access well we should all have access to so absolutely Mm -hmm. what um where, where should we go from here? Do you want to tell me about your coming out story? Oh my gosh! Sure. 
Um, yeah, when I when I actually acknowledged that I was a big old gay, uh, oh. I, <laughs> I um. I was, yeah, so I attended, so I went to UMBC and I kind of was like playing this, I don't know, I just wasn't, I wasn't truly like honest with myself. Um, And I think that had something to do with the fact that I was in state, um, maybe a bit, but rugby was still a safe space. um, Mm -hmm. And I knew that. Um, And I think when I, I was talking earlier about how going to UVM, I knew that this would be my family. Um, and walking onto the pitch, I just felt at home. Um, and that came, that really opened up these doors of, oh, like, I just remember having a conversation. Well, I remember talking to a, a teammate of mine at the time and we were sitting on the swings and my grandfather had just passed away. And mm. I, she was like, I'm coming to get you. Um, and we sat on the swings and we talked and we talked and we talked for till four in the morning. And mm-hmm. when I left, I, I, I ended up leaving that conversation and there was a lot of just self-realization and like, as happens, you know, when there's grief involved, you just kind of like have a lot of introspection. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the morning, just, you know, calling her and saying, I'd like to have lunch, you know, when I get back. And I came back and we had another really great conversation. Um, and pretty much the like after that I I I called her and I was like yeah I I think I'm ready to say you know I'm gay and she was like that's awesome um but you know take your time and I did Mm. um and as I slowly I didn't realize it could be a slow process um Mm. I remember just thinking you know once you say it it's terrifying and then you have this whole rainbow (laughs) rainbow (laughs) party Um, and the rugby team gave me this opportunity to just do it slowly. No one was throwing me a party, which I didn't want. Um, (laughs) no one, like everyone just kind of let it go at my own pace and it wasn't abnormal. It wasn't a, um, you know, whole giant big thing. It was just a, oh, okay. Um, and having that community to do it in was so necessary for me. And I don't think I realized that until I just kind of naturally did it with that one teammate. Um, And it was just a, such a perfect, it was just, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better process. Um, So it happened on my terms. It happened when I needed it to happen. Um, And then, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was a comfort. And it it, it felt like, like I said, it was family. It was a true sense of family and welcoming and, um, yeah, it was wonderful. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, you could ask for, in terms <laughs> of, you know, where and how it happens, um, where I actually was able to have that realization with people that were trustworthy and, and open and wonderful. So, yeah. And like genuinely cared for you Yeah, too. You know, they didn't, they weren't there for any other reason than they cared for you. And um, after only knowing them, I think that's the other thing is that maybe there was, um, you know, I, I, I had only known them for maybe at that point, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so this wasn't like I had, you know, dug my heels all the way in yet. Yeah. Um, and they, it didn't matter. I mean, I think after that I did, <laughs> but um, I think that uh, they, it, it didn't matter where I came from or who I was. I was part of their, their team and they had absolutely ha- like, you know, there was a handful of us who were gay or queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it was just not a, it, it wasn't as big of a deal as it, as I, I didn't want it to be a big deal and it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a, like, it took me forever to come out. I had to move to Colorado and then be like, oh yeah, definitely this is real, even though mm-hmm. it, and I, there was definitely something about like space being out of my home state too. Mm-hmm. And and then also, yeah, being around people that it just didn't matter. And I think that's something really beautiful about women's rugby is that community is like, it's just inclusive and it's embracing and we're not too hung up on like othering people. The community is just like, cool, you want to be here and play this sport. Um, you're valuable. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're here and you're valuable. But I also thought it was just so cool to also be around other gay people, other queer people. Um, cause I, I wasn't, I wasn't really exposed to that. Was that kind of the same for you? Yeah, that was, I mean, I think the, honestly, if we're being <laughs> candid, <laughs> I had a big old crush on one of my teammates and like, it's hard to hide that, you know, like, yeah. you want to be excited and you want to like flirt and you want to, but you don't want to lead anyone on and you don't want to be called something that you're not ready to call yourself. And sure. so it's definitely a whole process and like having, I remember having teammates date each other and then having teammates date other um, other people and whether it's like gay, straight, in between, all of the above. Like, it, mm-hmm. so it was just a very, everyone just feeling kind of comfortable with each other and accepting everyone as they were. Yeah. Um, I was envious of that and I wanted to find that. And I wanted to be able to say, I have a crush on this this woman. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that that's really what the the 4 a.m. swing conversation was about, was saying, like, you know, I, I'm ready to be honest with myself and mm-hmm. um, I, I'm ready to have the safe space to do that. Um, yeah. That was given to me. Yeah. So happy that you were in that kind of safe space, because I think whether or not we're ready for it or we're in the environment that is can, is most supportive of us, grief does definitely put you in a place where where it's almost like wakes you wakes certain parts of you up or like gives you just a completely new perspective about what, what you are not being honest about to yourself or ways that you are allowing or hiding or editing yourself and bless women's rugby, man, bless it. (laughs) I think, and that definitely, I mean, absolutely coming out, but yeah, there's so many different ways that I think so many of us have can credit women's rugby for for that like it's mm-hmm. it, just accepting you and what society calls flaws or abnormalities are mm-hmm. not they're embraced they are mm-hmm. they make our community diverse and colorful and wonderful and it's it it really is I am so unbelievably like every like I'm even though I don't play currently it's my co-work my new co-workers my family <laughs> my friends everyone knows how committed I am to the rugby community because of mm-hmm. what it's given me yes um, for, yeah for sure yeah it's always going to be that way definitely and I think there's something really beautiful about the rugby club that kind of mimics queer culture is that rugby's chosen family you know and it shows us that we can have family and like truly care for each other and be accepting and and allow people to grow and express themselves however they want regardless of blood and that's I yeah I think that that was definitely something I looking back I love my mother very much she was very but my family was very accepting um Mm -hmm. but I think it was a shock for them Mm -hmm. um 
And I remember there not being a clear understanding of what it meant to be, because it was a process for me. So I went from identifying as straight to identifying as bi to identifying as gay to identifying Mm -hmm. as lesbian to identifying as queer. Um, So I think for my mother, um, it has been definitely a process. And I think that she also kind of was, I mean, I think the timing worked out well for both of us because I don't think one, I would have been able to come out um, as honestly as I did if I were home Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have that family, uh, that other, that chosen family to support me and let me go through my process um, because I think that boxes are safe and my mom and my family kind of wanted a box. Um, and I, that's understandable at the time. I mean, I, looking back on the many, many, many conversations that we've had, we've definitely come to peace with the whole process, but having that, that, um, that community to say, you don't need to be in a box. You can be in whatever shape you want to be in or in no shape at all. Sure. Um, so definitely. Yeah, we're just changing things. Well, I mean, like, uh, every, not everybody, not not just us, you know, like a lot of a lot of these smaller communities are bringing it, ba- bringing it back, you know, bringing it back home, bringing it back to the mainstream. And um, this is the way it's supposed to be, though, I think, is that like, young people are supposed to keep teaching their parents things, even if they don't want to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just allows us to be more empathetic and um, tolerant. And to love each other, I think, more deeply. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so good. And on that note, I'll also give rugby credit for educating my mother. Because if I hadn't come out about it, who knows where she <laughs> So she is, like, she is a very proud, proud mama. Um, so, definitely, yeah. you know, I think that having that space and that safe for me also allowed her to kind of, like, take her time and learn and educate herself and embrace. God, yeah. isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. the pressure, some of the pressure was taken off and, and I was able to, you know, so I, I, yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, Thank you me. know what else you have to tell me, though, since we're, we're still talking about being gay is um, how, how'd you meet your partner? <laughs> so technically, OK, so I've been with Danny now for mm, three years, three, three and a half years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually, I, I had always said, there's no way I could ever date someone who's not a rugger. I was like, I don't know. Of course I could. And I have, but I, I always was just like, you know, I, there's that passion attached to rugby. And I met Danny via, um, my first and only time actually, uh, using Tinder, uh, <laughs> I swiped right. And I didn't know that she was a rugger at the time. I just thought she was cute. And I thought, what the hell? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, and she, we ended up having mutual friends. And she played for the Stingers um, in Maryland. Oh, wow. And just was like, all right. Like, I guess now it's like the green light. Um, and we had <laughs> our first date um, was at the spring um, tournament in D.C. Um mm. And we actually, so our, that was the way to kickstart our relationship was go watch rugby um, and play a little rugby. So that was actually our first date. And that's perfect. Um, it really, it really ended up being perfect. Um, so I, I, you know, I, even though I maybe I meant what I said and I said what I meant, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I mean like basically the energy was out there like okay I guess I'll swipe right but (laughs) we don't know how far this is gonna get if she doesn't know anything about rugby Oh, and then like, I guess we'll go on a date and then yeah. we'll at a rugby tournament. <laughs> <laughs> the universe was like, haha, bitch, got you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so wonderful. But I I totally relate to that. It's how can you <laughs> how do you even bring someone along? Like, yeah, that's a rock. Come on. <laughs> Ugh. I'm bored. <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely the learning curve, and I've had to do that with a couple people I've dated, and I'm like all right, you 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 can go have a beer. I'm gonna keep trailing the sideline. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> thank you for being a good sport. But also, this is amazing. You should love this, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so, that's so sweet. No, I'm so happy for you. So yeah. happy, to, and so happy for you sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to go play. Uh, me too. <laughs> okay, so our Wait, I forgot what we're going to do for the end. Uh, um, the... Oh, your first oh, my, game? My, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. My, my sort of, not epic fail, but my, <laughs> my, um, my family's intro into rugby, my first home game at UMBC, um, I came off of a line out and went down to retrieve a ball and the other jumper's knee went right into my eye socket and I went down, down and it sounded like a crack. It all was, and I remember, I remember it was against Salisbury Mm. and I remember her saying, you hurt my knee, but in a fun way. But at the time I was like, are you kidding me? And I, my parents come running over. I knew my parents were going to be there. My parents come running over like so upset and scared and I look up they said you and they called an ambulance for me because we weren't sure if I'd broken an eye socket we didn't know what was going on yeah they call an ambulance and I get up on the stretcher and not only are my parents there but I'm a part of a giant family so there was like five like aunts and uncles like probably 10 cousins my brother oh my gosh like came to surprise me with signs watching me get put into an ambulance <laughs> and me uh-huh. just waving my cleat feet because I'm not allowed to <laughs> my arms or my head so it's just me being like it's okay so it took my mother five years to come see another game <laughs> but, oh my god she probably uh, felt like bad luck it was but honestly that was the best intro I could do into rugby is just because it, it ended up just being a black eye not even <laughs> So <laughs> I had to, I had to strap on the, uh, you know, the the rugby pants when I get on the pitch and just say, you know, you I'm might fine. I deal with it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's embarrassing and hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's so cute. Had a family reunion, just a family reunion, just to see you loaded into an ambulance with a black eye. So I feel like it's very typical. Like it was just such like, of course, of course, when I got put in an ambulance her first game. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, thank you. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This has been this has been an awesome awesome chat. Thank you so yeah, much for doing this with me. Thank you so much, Suze. This was awesome. It really yeah. was. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm smiling, and me I want to play rugby. <laughs> me too. Definitely. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, we'll and I'm chat- so 
Oh, I just want to say I'm so glad you're doing this. And I, I definitely want to say that I have already spoken to a couple people who this podcast has definitely brought like lightened their day. Good. Um, and made them feel great and connected. And it definitely has done that for me. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And yeah. all of these voices. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. I'm getting so much joy from it. And every single time someone tells me that they're enjoying it, I just light up. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm living for. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. Of course. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. It was good talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop. And never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suze at withyoupodcasts.co. That's S-U-S at withyoupodcasts.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.